Check. Check. Chaz, Chaz, what do we do with the mic? Where's the mic? You're listening to Grab the Mic with Colin and Chaz. Yeah, that's right. We're the we're the dirtiest players in the game. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> we're, we got a little bit of a different episode tonight for you guys, um, and it's it's rated R. Oh, that's an that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, I guess I guess we're uh, we're out here to get real dirty, like Edge. Yeah, we're. Nobody kisses like Edge. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely gonna go home and kiss my girlfriend just like Edge tonight. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Grab the Mic. Colin didn't even want to do it tonight, so I really don't even know why we're here. Damn it, Chaz. He was trying to bail on me. Oh, oh, hey, I, I was tired, guys. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be my best self tonight, but Chaz found a Coke in his fridge, the only Coke. <laughs> Fixed himself a large large cup of coffee. Oh, I'm ready. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was too hot, so my ice is melting. It's a little watery. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coffee is i think he's got the whole pot in this cup right now it's the biggest cup in well the i did i made i only made enough where it would be a cup so a, a I, very big cup not a not a coffee i usually cup. do about 10 servings this is about four servings yeah i'm going bullshit on that i swear to, i swear to, let's let's just let's yep. just talk about what we're doing tonight okay fair enough all right so guys, tonight, um, this is this is Colin, by the way. Uh, we're doing. <laughs> In case you didn't know, this is Colin. Uh, he hasn't been here yet. He's a new guy. I'm, I'm a special guest, but <laughs> anyways, we're gonna be talking a little a little wrestling with you guys. Maybe maybe just shooting the breeze about some uh some WWE. Just for you uh, you you guys out there that they're still interested. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go ahead. And let's get well, okay. If you didn't watch WWE when you were a kid. Mm, I don't think he lived. Go go ahead and tune out. Yeah. Okay, and the thing is, most of the stuff we'll talk about is is about stuff that people watched when they were when they were kids. So. And I'd also like to say the good stuff to all the viewers who are viewing some episodes and not others. Mm-hmm. I, I view them as the same type of people who don't watch WWE. Yeah. So take that as what you will. Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna title this uh this episode "Nobody Kisses Like Edge." And if you don't listen to it, then that that's a damn shame. I don't know how that's not clickbait. Yeah, uh I guess we can start the the wrestling talk off with that. No one, and I mean no one, kisses like Edge. Nobody kisses like Edge. I think that was the best part about his character is uh not necessarily him kissing Lita, but definitely how he kissed the WWE title. Yeah. Aggressively. A hundred percent. I mean it, it, He he didn't just tongue kiss Lita, he tongue kissed the title. And he humped the ring. Yeah, he did. He humped rings. He humped girls. It was crazy. <laughs> There's one video, guys, and if you haven't seen it, you have to look it up. What, what was it on? I think that was ECW One Night Stand. Yeah. And it was like 06. It was the same night that Cena lost to RVD. Yeah. And they like boot him out of the building. It's pretty sick. They were doing a tag match or something like that, and it was like one of the first ones they had women in, right? Like a guy and a girl. It was, yeah, it was like an inner whatever, because it was ECW, which is insane anyway, so they didn't care. Yeah, I, I stuck to WWE because um, I like to support support my my company that I choose to watch so I don't I didn't really watch much ECW but just like I don't watch really <laughs> AEW right probably now why it, that's probably why it went under like China <laughs> <laughs> yeah we might try and get it on the spirit box but yeah anyways 
One, if you look it up on one of the videos, Edge wins the match by covering the girl after he speared him, right? Yes. So, yes. And when he's covering her... He just hits her with an aggressive it, it, hump. It's the best pin Legs in the in history the of I mean, sports entertainment. And he, God, I love when he has that underbite, too. Edge is one of, one of my, probably my favorite characters of all time. Like, just, good God, how do you not like it? All right, here we go. All right, fine. Fair, fair enough. Let's start. Favorite, favorite, top, okay. Off the top of your head, top three favorites all time. Top, top three? Top Stone three. Cold. Ah, oh, that's a hard one, That's dude. a really hard, okay, I'll go top five. I'll give you a little more options. Top five? Top five. They don't have to be in order. All right, Stone Cold. Stone Cold would probably be number one all around. Um, The Rock. Got the, the Rock in there. Um, We doing, we doing baby faces or heels? You can do either. Let's do, baby let's faces do top, five, top five babies and then top five top, heels. Fair enough. And they can't be the same person. Okay, but okay. Well, it. when we do this though, like some of them might be babies at one point in their career. And that's what I'm saying. They can be both. Okay. It's like you can have a favorite. But you're just going like favorite baby, favorite baby, and favorite. And when we baby. say favorite baby face, we're talking about good guys. Because I think Triple H, for example, Triple H is one of my all-time favorites. But I think he was a better heel than he was a baby. I loved him as a baby, but I think his work as a heel, yeah, was like it's just like no one touched it. Yeah, it's yeah. like Rollins. Like you can't be a baby face. You just have to be a heel. Yeah, I think Seth Rollins was a was a is a great. He's probably one of the best people in WWE right now. But I think he's a. I think his heel work is, and I'm not talking about right now of his as him as the Monday Night Messiah. I think that's about the stupidest thing in WWE. But yeah. his work when he was with the Authority. The streak. Oh my God! Bring the it highlights, back, dude. The Bring highlighted back the highlights. All right. So, anyways, all right. Top five babies. Stone Cold. He's probably the all-time baby. Yeah, but okay, let's get this out of the way. Is he a baby because he had a good crowd pop, or because like I don't think his character was a baby. He's a baby face. I feel like he was like straight neutral. He's hundred percent a baby face. I feel like he was. You like don't a, get a crowd pop. He's like, like a that. Dean Ambrose though. He's like a like yeah, he's a baby face in the grand scheme of things, but like he's not. He's not technically. He's not technically a uh, a baby. I feel like. I mean. Yeah. Like he. he, he like, I know what like you mean. Baby, like, it but counts. he definitely it was not a heel. It can count for sure. Stone Cold was baby. Because, like, him and The Rock are kind of the same. Like, they just kind of came out and did their thing, and then it really yeah. had, like, an assigned role. Like, you knew when The Rock was bad, and you knew when Stone Cold was bad. But when they weren't bad, you know, there was, like, it was just kind of, they were just out there being who they, they were. They were, like, rebels. Yeah. But Stone Cold, I'm putting top one, baby. And then the rest of them aren't going to be in order. But going down, and are we doing just personal favorites, or, like, who you think the best babies were? Favorites. Your favorites. My favorites? Yeah. All right. So, going down, um... Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, probably, probably got a third Taker in there. Taker was an awesome baby. Taker's another one, man. He's but he's not a heel. I feel like the th- okay. Here's the thing. The he's three, a gimmick. He's yeah, a gimmick. he's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. But like the thing is, like when you talk about when I when I think baby, I'm going like I'm thinking like Cena. Cena. Like when he's like straight up, he's not hiding the fact that he's like a good guy. Like, yeah. I know, I know, Cena spent, would like, definitely have to be. What I loved Cena, and I know a lot of people had controversy over Cena, but I personally yeah, loved John I love Cena. Cena. Like I would, I remember Cena's when I was great. little, I would get up and like run around the house when his song started. Playing. Yeah, Cena's awesome. And, I mean, everybody loves Cena. Even the people that hate Cena, deep down, they like Cena. Yeah, even they they hate him. And because if you don't like him, you respect him at least. They hate him because because it was popular to do it. <laughs> yeah, like it if, it, if it wasn't a trend to to uh, to do it, then it wouldn't have happened. But. That's the reason there's so much. So you're go- okay. So you're gonna go. You're going Stone Cold. Yeah. Rock. Stone Cold Rock. Triple H. Shawn Michaels. And then I'd probably say Cena. Cena. 
I forgot to put Rock in there, but I'd put Rock over Taker. I love The Undertaker, but Taker was never, like, one of the... Like, I love Taker, but Taker was always... Uh, I'd rather watch Raw than SmackDown when Taker was on SmackDown. I'd rather watch the Raw guys instead. Yeah, I can feel, I can understand that. Right. Here's the thing with me. So, I'll go... Let's hear it, jackass. Let's <laughs> hear you, you candy ass. All right. If we're just going babyface is like, favorite, I'm, I gotta go Cena 1. Um... Sean was good. Sean was good. Sean's a good baby face. I'll go Sean too. I just really love Sean anyway. Sean's one of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestler of all time. We're we're gonna get that. Yeah. Uh so we'll go Cena Sean. Three, I'll go. I guess I'll go Stone Cold. Like, cause like like I said, what do you mean like, you guess? Stone Cold has the, the biggest thing, crowd pop like, of all time. Yeah, like everybody loves Stone Cold. Most merchandise sales, but like no one touches him. But like was he like I know what you mean. Like, you know, I, I completely understand that he was a babyface, but... I literally just watched the complete Stone Cold DVD series probably two nights ago. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. You know who's underrated that I feel like... I, I'm going to go back to my list. But you know who's underrated to, like, good babyfaces in wrestling was Big Foley? Yeah. Like, Mankind or whatever. But like, he, he never he was, was like just, a He crowd. was a gimmick. Like, Mick Foley was... Everyone loved, loved Mick Foley, but if Mick Foley were to face other people, you could want other people to win. Yeah. Like, when Stone Cold wrestled, and I say when he wrestled, because he was a little bit before us, but watching sort of, it back, sort of. yeah, watching it back, like, like you Stone pull Cold. For, you pull for him even, oh, like, yeah. 100% every yeah. time. Like, when it's him at Rock, though, it's almost like a whoever wins is, is whatever. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's tough. I, 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 like, watching it back, though. There was nobody back Stone then that it would, if they got in the ring with, with either one of them. If they got in the ring with Rock or, or Stone Cold, it was, I don't know, Triple H would be a... If he won, it would be whatever to me, too, because I like him, too. So, okay, I'll go... Triple H was a really good babyface when he was. So, I'll go So I'll go Cena, Sean, Triple H. And then I'll go Stone Cold and The Rock. Just the same list. And, it, and, it, and in, the same, in the same category, I'll go, for heel, I'll go Rock. He for heel? Great heel. Because he, he kept character. That was so good about him. And that's, like, why he's so good at everything his he does. Character, his man, character, His character never God. changes. Like, he just, he can change the way that he speaks to the fans. For lunch today, I watched the funniest moments of The Rock. Literally 15-minute <laughs> video. And I watched just... Blue that's what's so good snippets. about it, though. He has the same character. It's not... He's a good professional wrestler because, like, your goal as a professional wrestler is to interact with the audience. That's your main goal. It's, well, unless you're, like, if you're in WWE, because Vince McMahon is an entertainment-based company. That's what he wants to run. And that's what The Rock was. It didn't matter if he was a heel or babyface. He was the same character. He just spoke to the audience in different ways. Yeah. Like, whereas he's a... He really the, just did whatever the, he wanted exactly. to. If it's whatever suited him. But, like, whereas it's like a babyface where he's, like, in the millions and then the crowd's, like, in yeah. millions. It's a... It's a uh, you guys came out here to see The Rock, but The Rock doesn't give a damn about Charles Candy ass kind of thing. Yeah. It's the same character. But it's a different interaction with the fans. That's what made him so good. The Rock's character in general is just... It's such a complete opposite than Stone Cold's, and that's the reason they did so good together. Exactly. It was just, there was two, the ju- two well, extremes. Okay, the best gel competitors to me that when and when I say that, the best people that got in the ring that were, that just it seemed so effortless. Like when they had a match, was Rock and Triple H, Rock and Stone Cold, Stone Cold and Triple H. Those three, yeah. like whenever that, they faced each other, that's the attitude there. When that's I, the yeah, biggest star, the attitude there. I mean, that taking was, out, taking out, taking out, taking out, yeah. But see, Taker and Kane had their own path. Yeah. 
Like, I feel like that's what I'm saying. Taker's always been like, Taker's always been separate. And like I Sean like. was hurt. Yeah, Which Sean wasn't forget. in. Sean wasn't in the attitude there. But he uh, people really forget. He actually about went that. out right before. And so Sean was like, right before was his match with uh, yeah, Austin I mean, and um, uh, Mike Tyson and all of them. That was when his feud with like DX and all that. That was right before Raw started beating uh, WCW in the uh, yeah. Monday Night Raw Wars. Yeah. People so, forget about that though. That's, that's what about Hills? You didn't finish. So Hills, so Rock number one for me. Ooh, I take that back. CM Punk won. God, I love Punk, dude. So good. I love Punk, too, but I, ne- I was never a big Punk guy. See, I, I was. I love Well, punk. I stopped watching it for a brief you time. You have to go back punk. through. You got network still? Yeah. Go back through and just watch Punk. Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched all of Punk's matches. I mean, And I, God, I loved him when he okay, started Okay, first turning. of all, the 2011 Money in the Bank match is my favorite match. Yeah. It's just freaking incredible. The crowd reaction, yeah. dude, from him being in Chicago. You can't beat that. You can't get hype watching that, But see, that, was dude. he a heel in that match? Yes, he was a heel. He was just in Chicago. He played to the audience, but he was a heel. I don't know, he was, dude. He was. He was like the Nexus guys. I feel right? like he was a standoff, bro. He, he was with the Nexus dudes, and he was leaving the company. Yeah, I guess. He was definitely a heel. I mean, especially anybody that faces senior, you're the hill. I feel like when, when they're literally throwing stuff at the baby face. Yeah, but that's because you're in Chicago. Yeah. And Chicago people... That's what made that match Chicago's right? got attitude, and that's what Sam Punk had. So he just fed off of them. Like they, It's basically like the crowd was bad guys. So you got Sam Punk as number one. Yeah. Who else? So I'll go, see, I'll go Punk, Rock, because he's just incredible. Um, Randy is a, is a hill. So it's just so good to me. Yeah. Seth Rollins, I'm putting him up there. Believe it or not. Um, I'll tell you this, dude. Somebody that's underrated when it comes to heels because they look at it more as a talent was Kurt Angle, dude. Kurt Angle you was You remember when awesome he was a heel? heel? Kurt Angle was an awesome I mean, heel. dude, the, the feuds he had with Sean he back just in like, the him to get his ass beat. Oh, my God, dude. He was good. Or even that, in the attitude era with Kurt was Angle. so good about He was like the Alabama football of wrestling. Like, he was, you weren't going to beat him. Yeah. But he, but he backed his shit up. Like, it was so... It was cool to like him because even when he was a bad guy, because like he was just so like he says he was so damn good. Like he was so good. Like there's there's very few like him to come along like that. That's just insane the career that he had. That's kind of like I mean, not like Edge, but Edge. Cause, See, Edge worked from the ground up. Yeah, Edge worked from the ground up, but Angle was a natural. You always knew if Edge was facing someone, like you never you even if it was. Someone who never loses, like Cena. Like, if he were to... If Cena was facing Edge, you're on the edge of your seat because he... You knew Edge is going to pull something out of his ass to win that match. Yeah. And... Well, he's going to cheat. Especially when he went rated R. That Dude, was, uh, like, you just knew that he there was something that was going to happen. Yeah. Or, like, when he had the money in the bank. Oh, my God. Yeah. When you had the money in the bank, every night when you were watching... You just were looking like he's gonna cash it in, yeah. and I can't think of another money in the bank person that's. And like we joke about like him being like that, like the like that dirty ass like. Dude, it made character. him so great. But he was so good, dude. Like it, it was just so funny because of his mannerisms. But like he was so good, so good. Like when he had the money, I don't, I don't think of a single other person that had the money in the bank. Maybe besides Rollins. Seth. Yeah, I was about to say Seth. Yeah. I was just about to say yeah, Rollins. But that you were that that he's like the money in the bank. Yeah. Like he made that money in the bank important he, because I mean, he he's the used first ever winner. Yeah, but I mean, he had he, it he had it how many more times after that? Two or three? Yeah, I mean he had it two more times I two believe. More times? I think so only two total, more times. Total of three. Yeah. But cuz he like, cuz he had cashed in on Cena again. I think he cashed in on Cena twice to be cashed honest. Cashed in on Chamber. Cashed in on Taker. Cashed in on Taker. 
I think he cashed in on Cena twice for some reason. Because then he cashed he in on too. Armageddon or something. Yeah, I know he did. That's when he walked did out after with the, the title, chamber. right? I know he did after the chamber. When he and kisses Lita, then you walk in. That wasn't he just he just won. That right? was the that was the chamber match, I think. Because yeah. Vince came out and introduced him. Yeah, that's right. Vince came out and said he's cashing his money in the bank. Blah, blah. Yeah. But it's like when he what I'm getting at is when he had that briefcase. You just never knew what was going to happen. After every title match, you were just waiting. Like, all right, he's, something's about to happen. Or if the champ was beat up in any way, you're just like, all right, I'm waiting for that music to hit. It's, yeah. That's how important he made it. And Rollins was the same way. And they also carried it around with him, which all the money in the banks do, but they, like, used it. Like, Rollins had that beat-up briefcase. Yeah, like beat-up, like, where you beat the shit out yeah. of people. <laughs> and just, dude, like, when he cashed in at WrestleMania, dear God, one of the best money okay, in the bank hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me go back real quick because I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. Obviously, on the list, Ric Flair. Not even close. Of what? Which one? Either one. Hills, especially. He was a great hill. 100%. I just... Ric Flair was way before. Not way before, but he was before us. So. Yeah, but even like his stuff when we were... Which Attitude Era was, too. We were what? I mean... I mean, Attitude Era was like six, five, six. No shot. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 22 this year. Well, what's your birthday? December. No, like what year? Oh, 98. So, 98. So, it ran through, but when I was, from the time I was probably... Freaking two. Two to Attitude Era was pretty much over. Attitude Era was over about 04. No. Kind of, I swear it was. People no, don't... Really people, people don't think, yeah, but people don't look at it that way, though. Like, people don't realize the fact that, like, the stuff that made the Attitude Era what it was, it lasted until, like, 04 or 05. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, it was... I mean, because, I mean, think about it. And Stone Cold was out what? Look, dude, think I'm about you it. when Stone Cold and The Rock left, that was the end of Attitude. See, not me. I Look at... Not Attitude, at, but Attitude Era. That's think about I mean. it. Think I about think it this way. Aggression started after that. Like yes, ruthless aggression, but ruthless aggression. The way that I look at that is, that was nothing more than just a stem of the attitude era. Yeah. I think guess. about like the Triple H Batista feud. That was a attitude era feud, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was like te- if you're gonna get technical, yeah, the attitude era probably ended like '03, which would have made I, I was about five. It was really, it really ended the rest but of like it, the rock. The thing that's so, the, like, yeah, I was young. Like, that's, like, you, know, you think about it that way. But, like, it was so good that you remember stuff even from back then. Yeah. That's how good it was. I mean, it was well, just so I mean, good. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll rewatch more Attitude Era stuff than I do anything else. Oh, yeah, because it was the best time in wrestling. Oh, 100%. The ratings, I mean, nothing. Like, yeah, like, in the past 10 years, there's been, like, good stuff. Dude, sports didn't even compare to the Attitude Era. No. I mean, it would literally like, beat sports ratings. Oh, 100%. I mean, it was insane what they would do. But, like, it, the thing is, like, when you tune, when you were a kid, what, what was the first thing you wanted to do? And it was nighttime, Monday night. You want to you watch Raw. Dude. Like, that's just, like, that's what was on your mind the whole day. Like, you're literally, I'm, like, when I was a kid, like, and I know there's people, there was tons of people like this. Like, kids that, that, are, that are our age now. When you were, like, literally during the day, you would, like, talk to your buddies, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen on Raw tonight. Like, it was freaking awesome. Like, that was, it was so, yeah, you wear the t-shirt literally to, like, I would wear, like, the DX shirts to school and stuff, like. My brother, actually, uh, Austin, he, he, um, he was never super into wrestling, but he was when he was little. And most people were. He kind of started playing sports. Me and, like, my younger brother, Luke, we still watch Raw every single night. Yeah. So, but Austin, he never, he kind of grew out of it, but what he did do, and I'll give him this, is... The reason that they he had, he was kind of forced to stop watching it after an incident, 
And it was at our <laughs> at our church. This is a true story. You can ask my dad, Chaz. He literally, my mom, it was like the church service had not started yet. But everybody was like sitting down from like Sunday school. So like everybody was walking in. There's a lot of people in there at this point. And my mom starts walking out from wherever she'd been. Austin gets up from sitting with my dad and starts doing the the crotch chop, telling her to suck it in the middle <laughs> oh, of church. Your mom? <laughs> I swear to God. like, Where is this at? This is, is this church. a good hope? This is a church. This is a good hope? The one in Social Circle that we go okay. to. Beside Grant's house. Ebenezer. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. That, and he, he was forced to stop watching it after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the reason he kind of stopped and fell off the map with it, but he was a big fan of DS. See, I used to get in trouble all the time when I was a kid, like when I watched my mom's house. My dad didn't care. Like, he, he didn't care what we watched. My mom used to hate when the divas would come out because they wear all the, like the lingerie oh, and stuff. Dude, so she she was like, "That's so inappropriate." She's like, "All right, blah, 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 turn, blah. It, turn it." So we she would just walk out back out of the room like if she caught us or whatever, we just flip it back over. I mean, like it was just so good. Like obviously, like yeah, it was awesome to see like the girls in the lingerie because I was just you were like a kid and you're like, "Whoa, all right." <laughs> dude, they couldn't get away with half the stuff they used to nowadays. No, dude, no shot, man. They no. used to have stripper matches. I know. <laughs> Have play more funny matches, dude. <laughs> Please find a clip of Jay of of Lawler making the noises when the girls come out. <laughs> hey. <No>. Ah. <laughs> Puppies. Well, I'll look it up, but keep on keep on rolling with it in case I can't find it. That was that was the best. So like, especially like when the divas would come out and do like the little bunny matches or whatever. That was so funny. And they come over to Lawler, and he, <laughs> they'd go right up to him because they know that he was a sucker for those matches, and he would just, he would, he would kill for it. And, His and, old ass. And Jr. the whole time, he's like, he's like, damn it, damn it, uh, Jerry. <laughs> he's uh, like, he's like watch the damn YouTube. match. I don't see one on YouTube. No, they're searching it, but I mean, if you can find some, just go back and Google it because they're absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So good, dude. We're hearing him react to when when Edge was. Kissing Lita, even. Like, good God, like the live sex show. I mean, good. <laughs> I know. What, you can look it up? <laughs> no, I just got to pull something. <sighs> but, what I, like, I guess what stands out to me about different wrestlers is who, I guess, had the greatest impact. And who, like, that. that's what makes certain ones stand out to me. Like, Edge, Edge turned the title. Like, he would get the title. He would get the, oh, uh... Ad action. He would get the uh, the title so much. You just never... He was like the ultimate opportunist. Like, obviously, he earned that name. It was just... If there's a triple threat match, my first pick would be Edge to win it. I feel like he'd yeah, find like a way find a to win ass it. Way to, like a cheating ass way to win it. Or like how he'd hop out of the ring and tell the other people to fight. Like, God, that was yeah, so good. No doubt. But... Which Rollins... Rollins with heel work, too. I mean, I don't know why. I guess, I guess that's what my problem is WWE now. Like, when you know he's that good in that type of character and you've seen him do it before yeah and, you, and it's worked problem. yeah why are you not doing it why are you pushing some monday night messiah gimmick? it's such a the thing to me man is like it's such a it's an ever-evolving thing of vince mcmahon's mind which is just not good i mean he's 70 almost 80 years old i mean dude you got to give it up i mean and I, all right so i want to say this too before i forget i was going to say it when we were talking about hills i think Vince McMahon's a great heel. I think Vince McMahon is probably the greatest heel of all time. Yeah, but I think when you're talking superstar, though, like, yeah, he's a good heel, but, like, he was a superstar, but he was also, like, a... I think 120% Vince McMahon is the greatest heel of all time. Yeah. Bottom line. But that's not what I was going to say. That actually just popped in my head. But I think that is true. 
And another one who I think would have been probably the top, if if he had kept living, would have been a top heel, 100%, no questions asked, would have been Eddie Guerrero. I think Eddie. Eddie was a great baby face. But he was really good. as a heel. I mean, yeah, because he, he lived, he basically lived his motto, which was like, Dude. I lie, I cheat, I steal. Like, Dude, and that's how Eddie, he wrestled. Eddie would have been the best heel. One of the best heels of all time if he had, if he had still been in the business. But, like, I've been going back and watching some of his work. And, like, watching his work with, as stupid as we all thought the match was, the Ray and Dominic match or whatever for the custody. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was good. watch. Well, like, I guess some people thought the concept of it was stupid or something. Yeah. But watch, if you go back and watch it, pay specific attention to Eddie. Eddie never had a bad match, man. He never had a bad match. But, like, watch, watch the build up to it. Like, that's yeah. all, because one of the Instagram pages I follow, they've been, like, posting the whole way through it. And just, if you just literally just pay attention and watch the stuff that Eddie does, his eyes, his his facial expressions, the way he does it with Dominic, the, the when he wrestles, how he, how he wrestles, and it's just like, a, like, just something a heel would do. It's just, he, his work was, like, unbelievable. He was probably one of the greatest wrestle, wrestlers in that time, 100%. Yeah. Like, he... Every every superstar like on any podcast or any interview, they always say that they they wanted to work with Eddie because anybody could work with Eddie and and you'd be better afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Even when he was a newbie, even when he was first introduced, mm-hmm. they just he had that talent. But so let's transition. So we're gonna let's go crowd pops best crowd pop. Stone Cold, no question. Which one? What? Which one? Like which one? Like specifically the glass break. Yeah, but I'm saying which sequence? Like what? Like. Is what's the biggest crowd pop like that happened at an event that you can think of? Because like, I, oh, feel, like, you, I feel like I, I feel like we might have the same one because I'm about to play mine of Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold is probably, probably what, like, guys. By the way, we'll we'll put we'll record these and put this on the uh, Instagram page to show you, but we'll also play it for you. Our best, our favorite crowd pops. So you let's see what you got. What you got? I hope we don't have the same one. You hope we don't. Yeah. The first one. You want me to go first? Well. I already know yours. What? Yours is going to be when he comes out and hits Briscoe and everybody with a chair. And kids <laughs> oh, out. man. How can it not be, dude? That was the first one I thought of, too. And that was just incredible. Here we go. We got to play it. Look at me, man. I want you to count to three. I can't even get up. The reactions he would get. The dirty talk that he would do in your face afterwards, the head movement. Oh, there's just there's just far and few Okay. Okay, I actually know which one I think he might pick now. Me? Especially I, especially as much as you love this one. This one guy. And I know you know who I'm talking about. Are we still talking Stone Cold or no? No, Pops. Favorite Pops. I know you love this guy. Especially in his group. In his group. <laughs> the one that I'm thinking of right now is probably not... Um, the one that you're thinking of, but the the if we're talking just crowd pops, I think the best crowd pop that immediately pops in my head, and it's probably because it's so recent, is when Edge returned to the Rumble. Is that the one you're going with? 
That's probably the one. Is that your favorite? I, that one just caught me so off guard. It was so good. Like I've I haven't heard a stadium sound like that in years in WWE. Like that was absolutely. I could, I thought you might go with Triple H when he returned in O two. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, but see, that was a huge crowd pop, and I love that crowd pop. But it was also a planned crowd pop. They knew he was coming back. Sort of. They didn't. I don't. I think they kind of maybe like planned it where they didn't tell him exactly when. But. I mean, they, they, but there's, there's Triple H signs and stuff. They knew he was coming yeah, back soon. Yeah. But there was, like, the crowd pops, like when Stone Cold. Like, they had, they had, like, ad, they had advertised him for being there that night, for sure. But I don't, I don't think, I'm not, I don't think that, like, the, the crowd necessarily knew, like, when he was going to come out. You got All the right. edge, you got the edge. This is a fan's perspective. And if it's the video I'm thinking of, you can really hear it. Or if it's not, I'll find another one to where you can really hear the crowd Yeah, pop. you got to pull up the one with the Michael Cole. You know, the one with the Michael Cole? Yeah, that's good. All right. I mean, because they're, they're so shocked. So, like, Edge, like, for people that haven't kept up with wrestling forever, like, he was out for 10 years? Nine years? Nine years. I remember seeing him at WrestleMania. We, we actually went to WrestleMania when it came to Atlanta in 2011, and he had actually retired, I believe, the Monday Night Raw after, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, he, we he literally got Rio. to see his last match. He faced Del Rio. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. So, I basically saw Edge's last match, like, what we thought would be his last match. And then he comes back at the Royal Rumble this past year, dude. And me and Colin were no sitting upstairs. No one saw that coming. There was rumors of oh, it. I God. heard some small rumor of it. And I didn't think it was going to be true just because Edge has been said that And his neck no is, way. like, legit. Like it's, oh, 100%. It's a messed up. It's almost like a miracle, really. Yeah, it is. It is a miracle. But he's, that he's even wrestling. And if you haven't watched, go watch the Edge documentary. Oh, yeah, they good. just put out that. That's probably the best documentary I've seen WWE make. Yeah. About him coming back and his return. I was, was glued good. to my screen watching that. But, so here's the actual um, video from, uh, I guess, that you would watch on your TV if you were watching. Who is it going to be? He's thinking of it. No, no way. Oh, my! And this is going to continue. It doesn't stop. you got to be kidding me. The rated R superstar! Everyone's just screaming. God. It just gives you chills, man. Dude, that one because, is... Because, like, okay, for, like, the people, like, most of the people that even, like, want to tune into this one, we're kind of making this one, like, just because we wanted to. For the people that actually tune into this and know, like, and li- grew up living in it and, like, listening and watching and, like, enjoying wrestling, when you hear that, that's, like, that's just, like, instant, like, it just makes you feel like a kid. Oh, 100%. I mean, it was just, it's, like, it's, like, for, like, old, I shouldn't say old, it's for, like, middle-aged men seeing Ric Flair come out. I mean, it's like it's like that. Like the it's like your childhood, like one of your favorite wrestlers, and like you see him come back like years later, especially when you thought he was done, dude. I mean, are you kidding me? Is I that Lesnar? Yeah, that's when Lesnar. Yeah, Lesnar's just good. I can't, but like, who had the best crowd pops? Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Rock. But Stone Cold and The Rock. The Rock, one hundred percent. Oh my God, The Rock had amazing crowd if pops. You smell. But <laughs> another one would be Taker. Taker had incredible crowd Taker pops. Taker got good crowd pops, when, especially when the, when the Ex- gong would go Ex- off. Or especially when he's been gone for a minute, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the gong would go off and it'd just go black. Yeah. Especially, okay, have you ever seen when he comes back in, I think it's 
I think it's actually called, I think it was Payback, maybe. It was one of those. It was one of those, like, newer ones that they had made. It was after he had lost to Lesnar, and he had, like, been gone. Like, after that match, he had just been gone. And then he comes back and costs Lesnar the title. Do you remember that? I think it was Battleground. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he I comes back, and the, the gong goes off, and everybody's like, holy shit. Like, that was good. Yeah. That was good. He had a lot the of... The thing about Taker, man, Taker was, so, Taker was so nostalgic. I mean, he literally had a 30-year career. Taker is hands down the best gimmick of all time. Yeah, all because that's what he gimmick. was. Like he was he a great character. It. He was just a good. He was a gimmick. It's another great documentary to watch. Yeah, is the really series good. that they put out with Taker. Yeah, he recently retired. For that one's not aware. Reported to retire as long as he doesn't come back. Because yeah, he kind of said that before. But he that series they put out is super. It's really good. Any of that any of that stuff that chronicles their careers is good. This is a crowd pop from a. Uh, when one of the times The Rock came back to Raw after he, after Hollywood and stuff. I bet this is the one. No. I think that, that was when he came back for WrestleMania. Yeah, do you know a really good one with The Rock? Um, When he came back to help Roman. Yeah, that's true. Dude, he had a good WrestleMania? crowd pop. Was that the one at WrestleMania? Or SummerSlam or something? I, I'm talk- I don't know, but I'm talking about the one where Roman's getting his butt it's- kicked by the big show and stuff. And then all of a sudden, his, his music, it, it, that, that was a good I think that pop. was actually Raw, maybe. I think it was Raw. I do, I do remember him. <laughs> We're all doing this on the fly, guys, so it may not be completely. Giant choke slam! (laughs) Hit him with a choke slam. (laughs) We want (laughs) Russo. We want Russo. God, do you hear that? He hasn't had his last match. Oh no! There's no way he did for this match. I really want, I really want The Rock to come back and have a feud with Roman. That would be great. That would be really good. As much as I, I mean, I want to say I don't like Roman because I do, but I, I, I think that they need to turn Roman heel. Roman's clearly never going to be a bad guy. After what happened, I hate to be this way, but after what happened with him and like his cancer stuff, he's never going to be a bad guy. I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. But I think Roman, as much people that hate Roman, he'd be a great heel. He, oh my God, like why would you not? Why would you not have turned him a he's heel the new two years scene, ago? The, here's the thing: he's the new Cena, though. Everybody, but, you either like him or you hate him. There's no in between. There's no people that. But are I don't feel like between. Cena was to the is to the extent of Roman. Like Cena, no question. Even if you hate him, you cannot deny that he sells tickets. Yeah, but Roman does too. Yeah, <sighs> he does. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I I would rather watch other people than Roman. I mean, yeah, but I don't, Roman, I don't Roman strongly, I don't strongly dislike Roman. And I don't strongly like him. To me, that that takes him away from the Cena category. I feel like Cena, you you were never in between. Either you hated him or you loved him. Roman, I'm kind of like sometimes I, I can't stand him talking. Is. Sometimes I can't stand him. Sometimes I can't stand him talking, and sometimes I like what he's doing. So, I take Seth over Roman all day long. Well, yeah, I think anybody would do that. But but Cena, I think I think that Roman's 
I think that Roman is the new Cena when it comes to crowd. I think you can compare him to Cena. I don't think he is the new Cena. Well, there's never going to be another Cena. I think Which that, is easy. I know that's easy to say. Like People probably were like, there's never going to be another Ric Flair or whatever, Sting, whatever. And then there's like Cena and people like that. But there's, I just, there's just never going to be anybody else like Cena. Nobody's, there's nobody that's ever going to come along in their career and do the stuff and be willing to do the stuff that Cena's done in his life, much yeah. less his wrestling career. That's what everybody says. Cena was probably the most unselfish person in the WWE. He was, like when they say that saying, like first to, first to be there and last to leave, that was, they say that literally that is Cena. Yeah, it was him. That, I mean, like, okay, so here's the thing about Cena, though. I always make a wish stuff. I mean, no one even comes close. Here's the thing about Cena. Like, Cena really shouldn't have lasted. Like, when they talk about it in the documentary and stuff, like, Cena was like an accident. Yeah. Cena Which was is what someone's saying. His, like, actual gimmick that he actually got stuck with was on a bus. Complete, complete accident. Yeah, so for any people that don't know, he he tried the Ruthless Aggression gimmick. It's kind of what the era was kind of named after his little thing. I mean, Vince McMahon did the Ruthless Aggression, but Cena was kind of like, they wanted to push him. And basically what the Ruthless Aggression thing was, was like Vince came out, Vince McMahon, and he came out and like, the, like the wrestling, like WWE was having like real hard problems, like find, trying to find somebody to be like the next top guy after like Rock and Stone Cold were gone. So he comes out and challenges everybody and like there's wrestlers all around the ring. And then Cena kind of like, he debuts like the next week. And he comes out, and he almost beats Kurt Angle, yeah, in, like, his first match in WWE. And he's, he comes out, and he's wearing, like, like super short tights with, like... Similar to what Chaz is wearing now. <laughs> Getting my spandex on. He comes out, and they're, like, different colored tights every week. Like, he would, he would literally wear uh, the color tights of the sports team, the, the town they would go to. And, like, he came out, and, like, he kind of... He had, like, accepted the role of, like, he was going to be the ruthless aggression of, the, of that era or whatever. And it just absolutely did not work out. So he's on the bus one night, and he's, like, he's talking about how, like, basically this is, like, his last chance to even try to, like, he knows he's about to get fired. Yeah, cuts were about to happen, apparently. Like, he was about he to get fired. That he was and he knew gone. he was. Like, his, his his character was just not good. I mean, he's coming out in, like, literally just, like, short, short tights and, and boots and knee pads. I mean, he looked like an idiot. <laughs> and so one night he's, like, rapping on the bus on the way to a show. With Ray Mysterio. With, like, all the guys. Back there and, and so Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, who's Vince's daughter, obviously, hears him. And she kind of just, like, half-heartedly jokes with him almost. Like, he, she's just like, you should do that on the show tonight just kind of throwing it out there and he just kind of accepted it basically and he just and he rapped on the show that night and Vince yeah. loved it. I mean fans loved it. Dude. The fans loved the it. The economics. I mean he would come out and he would literally just talk straight up trash and sometimes it was not appropriate for probably even that era of what it was. Similar to kind of how The Rock used to do. Yeah I mean he just didn't, like, he didn't I have a like, filter man. I know like Cena was almost like stone cold past the torch to Cena because definitely I think the number one guy in the Attitude Era no question asked the Stone Cold. I think The Rock is up there, and I think when Stone Cold had gone and left during his time that he, he did leave because he pretty much quit um, with the whole Lesnar thing, walk, I think The Rock was out, definitely yeah. number one during that time. But I think when Stone Cold was there, I think Stone Cold was number one. He had more sales. He had more a louder crowd pop. But I think everyone liked The Rock just as much, if not slightly more. But it was definitely Stone Cold was the... Uh, was the face of the company. But I think that you can kind of say Stone Cold passed the torch to Cena and literally figured, like, literally did that at one of the Hall of Fames, gave him a beer and, like, passing the torch to him um, when Stone Cold got inducted to the Hall of Fame. But 
I think that what am I trying to get at? I feel like even though like he was passing the torch to Cena when 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 all that, I feel like Cena has a lot more similarities with The Rock. I do too. He's better on the mic. He's good on the. Not to say that Stone Cold wasn't, but he's better on the mic. Yeah. I mean, well, he just. But says, I mean, even look at and Cena's he can just cut set. a promo. Cena's, Cena's moveset almost mirrors The Rock. Yeah. Five knuckle shuffle, people's elbow. Back then, those were the only two moves that were were like that. Yeah. They were like throw them on the ground and set them up for your. Got what you know is going to happen. I mean, the way he rapped, the way he talked, like during Thugonomics. Yeah, I mean, like, so here's the thing. That's what, that's what was different. Like the rock didn't have to, the rock didn't have to like, quote unquote, Thugonomic it. (laughs) But then here's the the thing though. Exactly. But here's the thing. So like the rock would like talk shit to you and like make, yeah, he would make it rhyme and stuff. And it was funny. And like Cena had the same thing, but the rock, to me, the rock, when it came to, to being on the mic, I just feel like he connected. He just connected so much. Like he had more catchphrases, whereas Cena was more freestyle. Like yeah. it was never going to be anything like besides like the champ is here. It was never going to be a promo like where it had like a catchphrase. It was always something new and fresh, which is what separates him when it comes to the mic, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, and not to say that the no. Rock didn't have great promos, but like he would always add in like if you, if you're on the mic and he's like, he's like, and you got the, the millions, like the millions and millions or whatever. Like, he always had, like, stuff that the audience knew that he could throw yeah. out in the middle of a, of a promo, whereas Cena would just kind of... Dude, the best thing, the probably the thing I love the most about The Rock is the way he would act whenever they started chanting Rocky. Oh, I know. Even, in the the middle of a, even in the middle of the promo. Just stop. He would just stop, poke his head up, kind of pucker his lips out a little bit, close oh, yeah. his eyes, and just take it in. Exactly. Like, he, but see, he would like, just it, cut that's, it off and, and that's start what, acknowledging It's something it. that will never get old, and he can get away with that. Because, yeah. like, so he's... So every time you come out, you know good and well the Rock's going to come out. He's going to let all the Rocky chants go, and he's just going to stand there for a little while. And this is just how it was. And, like, it's not like that it got old because he's so incredible, and it's just so captivating to hear him and, like, see him. He's such a – he's a literal just – he's a star. So you, But you knew when he came out it was going to be – you were going to get two, three minutes of just straight-up cheers. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. He was just going to sit in the ring. And then you were going to get the classic, like – the Rock is back in Atlanta or whatever, yeah. wherever he was, and you knew you're gonna get that, and you you knew you're it gonna. It doesn't matter what. You exactly, and you knew you were gonna get in the millions and millions, and and the you know like sh- turn it sideways, shut up your candy ass. Like, The Rock was so great. Yeah. Dude. But that, like I said, that's just what separated him though. Like he he could get away with like having like all these catchphrases and stuff, and because it was always something fresh, mixed in with all the stuff that he always did. Whereas Cena was like more like a just a straight shooter, like there was yeah. something new. Like he's a freestyle rapper at, at heart, and he had something new and captivating for for fans. Even if you hated him, it was always something new. And especially with the JBL feud, like when he was the yeah, United was States champion, feud. it was just so good. What about um? Let's go top top songs, like top top theme songs. Or, oh boy, who would you say? I get you into top five again. Yeah, because that's so hard, man. We'll do top five again. Okay, so I, oh, and this is just songs, not necessarily interest. Are we gonna go? Are we going like not crowd reactions? The music itself. Who do you? Who did you like the most? Number one pick for me is Edge. Okay, and I know I've been saying a lot of crap about Edge on this podcast, but I I really do like Edge. Number one pick is Edge. Number two pick, close second, maybe maybe passing to first if depending on how I'm feeling. It's Triple H. 
um, song-wise. Yeah. I can listen to both of those entrances in my truck and ride down the road and be jamming out. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I would, I would probably say, I, if I had to go one... Oof. Third would be Punk's. Yeah, Punk's definitely in there. Just because that was just such a... Well, which one was an awesome punk? song. Cult of Personality? Yeah, awesome okay, song. Yeah. His first song was awesome, too. It was the good, yeah. It was just better. way better. Yeah, it was just something that you just knew it was him. Third uh, would probably be Randy's. His old song. Okay, so old one... Song. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, so number one, I'm going I'm going Randy's old song. Randy's old song is incredible. I love, I love Voices in My Head, too. I love that one. I just love the old one so much, too. Like, I loved Voices in My Head when it first came out, but now, like, I just want the old one back just because it's so good. And, like, the, the sparkles that would kind of, oh, God. Yeah, and, like, he went through that one phase where he was, like, in the, um, like, the in-between phases of becoming a heel again, and he would he would start out, and it would go, it would do yeah. that. Yeah, and then it would, it would be, like, the mic the, thing or whatever. Yeah. God. But, so, I okay, so I'll go one is, I'm going to be honest, one, Randy. Two, I'm going to go Edge. Three, I'll go Triple H. Um, four, I will go. Whew. There's so many good ones, man. That's such a tough. Sean, probably. I have to go Sean four. Sean's got a good one. It's such a classic. And then five, I guess I'll go Cena because you just know it. I mean, Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> Oh, uh, a little hurricane! List, a little hurricane action! Did man. I catch you off guard with I that would one? Be, look, dude. Let me just tell you right now. I used to have an action figure of the hurricane. I there stand was, back. There was something so cool to me when I was a kid about him. Like I just thought that I don't know if it was the gimmick, the attire. It was hurricane just was a so, freaking idiot, Chad. It was so cool. He was an idiot. You know who had a great theme song? Booker T. Booker T. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good one. Can you dig it? Sucker. Yeah, and like the stuff in the background. I don't even know what the hell that was, but it was so cool sounding. That's what I like Randy's song so much. It was like, very beginning. Do, 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 do. The, like the Randy song at the very beginning, his yeah. old song, the, the, it's just like a microphone, like, like that sound of a microphone makes. Like that. Oh my God. So good. A nebula rises. That was a great one, dude. I mean, alright, let's just think. I mean, Stone Cold, obviously. Rock, obviously, was so good. Cena's Thugonomic song was really good. Yeah. His, that was, his, that was a sick now, one. It's, it's good, too, though. Heart, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Hardy Boys were good. Who else? Uh, I like Seth's song. I don't like his new song. I like his old song. I like though. the Shield theme. The Shield theme's pretty much Roman song, though. Yeah. But, like, I like the, the beginning when it was, like, yeah. the Shield echo thing or whatever. Uh, that was pretty cool. I just think I have a lot of songs. And Crispin, I know Wa- Crispin Wall, definitely. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. Batista, yeah. bro. Batista, yeah. Batista is probably one of the top five for me. Batista's song itself, I can listen to it all day long. Yeah. Like, it's I, so good. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think back to sleep. I'm trying to think of, like, some sleepers, maybe. Crispin There's Wall some good sleepers, dude. So good. Dude, uh, Evolution Evolution song is amazing. Oh yeah, Evolution song is really good. That's because it's by what you call it. Uh, Broken Dreams, Drew McIntyre's old one. Yeah, so good. What's Evolution by it's Triple H's song? Gosh, dude, Radiohead or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean anything they made. Triple H's King of Kings song. Yeah, but 
Canes. Which one? I always, for some reason, I always mix it up. Was it Motorhead or Radiohead? It was Radiohead. Motorhead. Motorhead. Motorhead? I think so. Yeah, I think Motorhead. It was Motorhead. I always get those. I, for some reason, in rock music, I always mix those up. I don't know why. I'm trying to think. So, like, Degeneration D- X, did you already mention that? Uh, that's no, so but good. that's definitely That's obviously one. really good. Kane's, uh, not, uh, his original, Kane's, his original, his original song's super good. Now, yeah. one, like, that's a good theme song for Dude. him, but as far as, like, just song-wise, like, I could listen to it play, the one that actually had the words in there, how, how yeah. does it go? Uh, yes. Yeah, that one's freaking amazing. He, but the flame yeah that yeah, one is one. i love that one takers is obviously just what it is like that's takers probably one of the best entrances that's good in just because what it is but but that like i'm talking just mainly songs i want to get into entrances themselves but like as far as songs like you can go down the road and just keep listening to it um aj styles got a good one aj styles is a great one um uh lesnar's got a good theme like that's yes, a hype one, dude. Lesnar, that's a good no one to get hype to. Triple H is the most. Triple H probably gives me the most hype, dude. Like that gets me the most hype. Triple H is uh, the it's song so itself. Good. Just listening to it just makes you like just get raw. Oh, Sting's entrance was sick. Yeah, like that would give you some chills. All right, let's let's get on entrances then. Who like coming to okay, the okay? Come to the ring. You obviously number one is Taker. There's nothing more captivating yeah. than Taker coming to the ring. I would say Taker. I would say Triple H after that. Triple H's interest yeah, himself H with is the so spitting sick. water is just But incredible. he has to have the long hair. Yeah, he has to have the long hair, Not obviously. Not shaved head. No, obviously. He looks like a... Looks like a total idiot with a shaved head. <laughs> Anyways, uh... <laughs> he... I would say Triple H... Undertaker Triple H. Um, I loved freaking... Batista's entrance. Yeah, the way he so pretty much fired the guns up. Or I, don't, I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't even know... If, the Rock and Stone Cold. Do you remember? Entrance. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Rey Mysterio said like his music would hit? and He would fly out of the oh, entrance. Oh yeah! I thought I always thought that was really cool when I was Super growing up. Cool. I don't know why he stopped doing that. I love how Rey Mysterio always connected with the kids though. Like that, yeah, that was, was his. Cool. Yeah, that was really cool. He like touched the mask. Like even if Rey Mysterio wasn't your favorite, you'd want to wear a Rey Mysterio mask just in case he were to put his head up again. Yeah, it's like if you know you're on front row for sure. Yeah, yeah. you got to wear a Rey Mysterio mask. Yeah. But, uh let's see, Rollins. Uh, we Rollins Hill, Rollins when he was a Hill dude was sick. That was really cool. Yeah, we actually met Batista after uh, 07, 07 backlash. Yep, can't believe we were there together. That was so funny. Yeah, we didn't even know each That's other. So funny. We were real sack. <laughs> but God, I was a total idiot back then. We were pulling also one of the best finishes in that Fatal Four Way. I think ever. Oh, that was so dude. good. So hey, did sick. you? Okay, no, I don't know. If, I had no idea. I don't know how won. you were. Okay, that's what I was about to ask you. No idea. Because like I don't. I remember it like it was yesterday watching yeah. that. And I just remember like he got super kicked. So like it, this is a fatal. Seen this music played and I thought it was a screw up. I thought okay, I, they I don't know. That I don't up. know what happened. So okay, so this is in 07. This is backlash, a pay per view. Me and Colin happened to be there. We weren't. We weren't together. We weren't fresh off the Shawn Michaels Cena feud. Yeah. At so Mania. they were awesome. tag team partners, him and Shawn. And then they had a WrestleMania match. Sean lost. And then Randy and Edge. You remember Edge. the build up to that, though? You remember yeah, when Sean so was going to super kick him, but he never yeah, did it was do it? So good. Kept thinking man. it was going to happen. He's like, you're never going to see it coming. And then he finally did it, yeah. dude. I remember that was watching that. And I was like, yeah. That was a great build up. So the Fatal Four Way is what happens at the Backlash event that me and Colin ended up going to. This is 2007. And so the match is like, it's a great match. And the match like gets to the last parts of them. It gets to the last stages of Sean the Edge, Randy, Sean Edge, Randy, and, and, John, and Cena. John Cena. And Cena's the champ. 
And so HBK, so Sean kicks Cena in the like he gives him the super kick, and so you see him fall, and you're like you're thinking like, oh my god, well, you got to include everybody else's into it. Yeah, like, finish, so, finish, okay. finish, finish, finish. Yeah, okay. So like, there's there's a finisher, finisher, and finisher. So like, so who hits it first? Ran, it was... So like, Edge hits Randy, and then like, no, or Randy hits Edge, and then Sean kicks Randy. Hold on, how'd it go? I don't know. It, it just whatever it is, like they're laid out at this point. So like, Edge, Edge. <sighs> So Edge is laid out, Randy's laid out. They all hit their finishers Sean, on each other. Yeah, and then Sean's still standing and, and John and John gets No, up. no, no, no. Randy RKO'd Shawn Michaels first. He RKO'd Sean. Edge speared Randy. Then Cena FU's Edge. Edge. And, and then, then Sean had gotten up from the RKO him. by this point. Yeah, he so him, he's like drowsy. Falls back down. Yeah, so he's drowsy from getting like RKO'd. And then so he gets up. Uh, Cena FUs and like that, which is like his finisher, and like dumps uh, Edge and Edge. So Edge is on his back. Uh, Cena gets up, and then H and then Sean kicks, super kicks him. I got it. Like Sean like falls back down. John falls on top of Edge, and like and the, and the referee starts counting, and everybody yeah. in the building knows doesn't know what's going on because like. You don't you don't like his think head about barely it. comes up on his like chest. Like, yeah, you don't falls. you don't think about him being like in a pinning position to pin Edge for the for the win. So like the referee starts like counting and he goes one two three and the bell rings and everybody just kind of looks around and then Cena's music hits. Yeah, it's like a delay. And, it, and I don't know if Colin was like me at this time. I'm obviously pumped because Cena won the match and I love Cena back then. So I, I wanted, wanted John him to win. win. I wanted John, I wanted John to, win. to win. But Everyone like, wanted Sean to have the title. Totally, I'm that totally fine with Cena winning, so I, I I was excited, but like at the same time, we still had no clue. Yeah. Until they showed the replay in the arena. Right. Until they nobody the had any. I had idea. no idea what happened because like it, in the moment Which you're thinking awesome. like, what the hell just happened? But it was so Everybody's good, great. and like the way Sean, and this is one of the best things that Sean would do. The way he would, in like a triple threat scenario or something like that, the way he would reach. Like, and try and get back. I was pointing this out to Luke in a video the other day. The way he would try and get back to break up the cover. Oh, and just, like, he, slowly he short. so much tension to the match. Oh, dude. It was like, so good. He was such like, a good storyteller. He, like, pretty much passes out from exhaustion from because he was still hurt from the RKO. And then, like, once he realizes the scene is getting covered, as, like, the three, as, like, two, three, like, as he, he, like, dives towards it, but he's not there in time. Like, it's just... Oh, it's like it's, it's perfect, so good. Dude. He, the psychology he behind a, it's perfect. He's such a great story. He's the best storyteller in WWE. I, like, I would say, I would say him and Flair. I would say him and Flair. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I put Sean above Flair just because I watch Sean more. Yeah, no, but I'm not gonna I, say. I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't think he's just above in general. I think he told. I just think he told better stories. I think him and Sean. He I just think him and Sean it. are hands down the best uh, pro wrestlers of all time. So when we talk wrestling psychology, because like, well, like I said. Sean and the the point of wrestling. Everybody knows it's fake, and the point of wrestling is to tell a story. Like that's your that's your objective is to it's tell like a story. A TV show, it's dude. just like a TV show. It's like watching a movie. Anything their their objective is to entertain you and Everyone tell a story. Knows it's fake. You're not watching MMA. You're not. Nobody's gonna get hit over the steel it's chair and get and they would die. Like Shawn Michaels was the best at making you. Feel like it was just so real. Yeah, his selling, his like, like Colin said. So like, like if he got like kicked or whatever, and like, or if he got like a finish, or if he made his finisher, but then he was so tired that he couldn't like immediately pin his opponent, and he would like fall down, and he would like crawl towards him, and you're on the edge of your seat because you're like, like cover him, you win and, the match, and you know good well, he you there. know good well, he's gonna the guy's gonna kick out of the of the pin because he's taking too long. But you you just think in your mind you're like oh my gosh like go 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 go, he, 
he hooked everybody so much on his matches. Him and Kurt Angle were so good at that. Or the way he would, the way the what sticks out with me and Kurt Angle is the way he would give his opponents, like his opponents' finishers, he would make them like so much more powerful after you face Sean. Like how Sean, when if if Kurt Angle would even get near his ankles, Sean would freak out yeah. and like get away from it after he got caught in the ankle yeah. lock one time. Like the psychology yeah. behind that, like I do not. Yeah, you don't want to get, want to get in caught that in that again. Yeah, and it's just like a no one else does game. that. If man. you're if you're in a wrestling match. Like that's what you were you're gonna think you're gonna yeah, be like, you're like oh like, god no, that no. hurt I'm not letting him get anywhere near yeah. my ankles again if you if you go get if you go get in a fight in the streets and you get your your ass whooped from this certain guy you're like chances are like yeah you're probably gonna want to fight him again because you're gonna want to beat his ass but you're gonna be like well I'm not gonna do this again that's yeah, the way like, you have to wrestle and like the way he would. and once it once he finally got him in the ankle lock or any submission he did the same thing with Cena. During Cena's feud, like mm-hmm. how if Cena would like act like he's about to get the uh, STFs, Sean, like a Sean would freak out. Or if he was about to get FU, he would he would freak out. Yeah, and it's but like, like it's with, just storytelling, man. At the end of the like day, Angle, it's a story. Once he finally, once Angle finally got him in the hold, the way Sean would just panic, like because he knew like he's it's, probably gonna tap. It's really it really is. It's like a book. I freaking hate reading. I hate reading. But if I'm gonna read something. You better get me hooked in. Yeah, for sure. And that's like the way that wrestling has to be. Like people don't understand that. Like, like people make fun of it. Like, oh, it's fake. So I just want a whole other level. Whatever. I think Eddie, and I, I, and I mean this when I say this. I think Eddie, had he continued, I think Eddie would have been the one. Of the, I think it would have been like Sean and Flair, and I think Eddie would have been there. Yeah. But like, I mean, like, like I said though, it's a story. So just like, if watch you're, Eddie's. Like Eddie, you can go back and watch his stuff. If like, you're oh my God. if you're wrestling, like, and you're not doing something that's gonna get people hooked in. Like, how are you going to be interested? Like, you can't. Like, it, it, it's like, like I said, it's like reading a freaking book. You can't get interested in something if it's not captivating. Like, why, why are you going to read it if it's just boring? Yeah. That's the way you have to wrestle, like, as a professional wrestler. Like, you have to look at it as, like, hey, I have a job to do, and that's to entertain people. The Rock and Stunko were so good at their storytelling, too. Like, like went together. Like, their matches together. I still think Triple H. You haven't started Triple H into those that trio. Yeah, because they were the best wrestlers and the big, biggest time of the Triple H was history. the best heel during that time. He, they Jericho the, too, dude. Jericho, Jericho was, was a great Jer- heel during the Attitude Era. That's another thing. Like these, but lists the are, boobies hit the floor. <laughs> like these, these lists that we're coming up with, these are just off the off the cuff. Yeah, like, 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 this is these not, guys could all easily be in the R list. Like Jericho, we didn't even think about Jericho. Jericho is so a good. heel, dude. Let He's the so boobies Christian, hit the Christian floor. Christian Edge, best tag team. Oh yeah. Then the Dudleys, the like the, all those the TLC Dudleys, matches, dude. Man. The Dudleys, the what's the, the they freaking dive into their crotch so or whatever funny, they do dude. the tongues. They freaking they took, absolutely hilarious, and I think that's what should have happened during the riots that went on. I think some, some they took May Young and, and power bombed him to the freaking table off the <laughs> his stage. His face after he went through the power bond, and his eyes are wide stare, open. Just, <laughs> that is absolutely great, dude. I mean, God. dude, like, at the end of the day, all this stuff is storytelling, and it's so fun, dude. Like, it's so fun to just, it's fun to just, for two hours of your day, three hours of your day, to just, like, forget about, like, all the stupid crap, and just, like, sit down and watch, like, guys wrestle. Like, it's just fun. Dude, like, I think, I think one of my favorite parts about wrestling, like, pay-per-views, and, like, specifically, is the the promo packages that that are right before a big match. See, they that, suck at those now. They it's, suck at them now, but like if you watch it, watch the old ones. Yeah, the old ones. I'll are go so watch good. clips online, like 
even now, like all the time, I've just like I won't even watch the match. I'll just watch the package, and I love it. You need to watch. You need to pull up the. Uh, this is one of my favorites because like the song, like the music that they went with it was so good. That's another thing, like the music, the video promos that like, they had oh good songs God. in them. You need to pull up the Bret Hart, uh, Vince McMahon one before the WrestleMania match. Really? Great song, great feud, like video and stuff. It's so good. Dude, uh, the best one that I've ever seen, hands down, is the one right before uh, Rock and Austin's third WrestleMania match. I'm not saying the third WrestleMania match was the best, because watching them back, third WrestleMania match had the most hype, but I think that the first, their very first one, um... I think it was like a no holds no holds barred or something like that. I think that one was the best one, but the promo package leading up to the third one was absolutely insane. All the stuff they did to the on the Raws beforehand, and had they done SmackDown at that point? Um, you talking about them as their like the feud was or what? Not like has like has WWE had they established oh they established SmackDown? SmackDown? Mm, before, I would think so because Rock third. was the SmackDown guy. Yeah, so. They're but they're like the promos leading up and the scenes where of them like smashing the beer can into into their chest and uh and then all of a sudden it would end in one of them either getting stunned or rock bottom. That like that package God, itself, you could rewatch so together, it man. and it's 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 almost better than watching the match in my opinion. Yeah, they were so good and they were just so good on the mic, that's what made them so special. Yeah, they they were obviously <clears> unreal. <throat> they were gonna be stars from the moment they set foot in WWE. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's basically there's a lot of good stuff in WWE now um, that I enjoy, but I think they've it's never going to compare to the old days. No, and I hate to say it because no matter how you look at it, Vince McMahon. Um, I don't think WWE would be as big as it is today without him. Hmm. Without him and but the at attitude the same time, there. It's also the reason it's not as good. Yeah, it's like as he's getting older now. I just. He just keeps holding oh, on. Dude, he keeps holding on to his creative. I know. I love Vince, but I just want him to almost step down. Because I think as soon as he steps down, steps down, I think it's going to get a lot better. Triple H. Yeah. I mean, just look at NXT. Look I mean, hell, you know, I don't even thought about this. Like, Triple H has NXT. Like, is he going to be, like, he's already busy as hell. Like, is he going to do both? You know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know who would who would do it as soon as Vince steps down. But, I mean, if you look. I know who I know. What I want Triple H to do because if you look how good NXT is compared to Raw yeah. and SmackDown, yeah, I wouldn't want Shane either. No, I would not. Honest. Shane wouldn't do it. Shane I did, I'm do just it. like I like Shane. Don't get me wrong, but like I, Shane, he's just like kind of he's odd. Vince like, and Shane don't even get along that well. No, when it they comes don't. to WWE. like he, he. I mean, he literally kind of just up and left. Uh, back when he was working for Vince the first time around, just because he just wasn't really feeling it, kind of thing, you know. So. Are you caught up with everything right now? Yes, relatively. I mean, I keep up with everything through highlights. Have you seen? Uh, did you see like like the underground stuff that Shane's doing? How do you feel? About it's it? cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that's cool and all, but you can't. Like if you're gonna implement that stuff, like all you're doing is just you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Like you're not actually have. They're not fighting each other. No. Like it's all you're not it's still anybody. fake. You know, like it's it's a cool little bit. It's to a do. cool concept. I think this this last raw with. How there wasn't as much of the underground on the actual show. I think it was only like seven minutes worth or something. But I think that is a step, uh, like a better step in the right direction for that. I'm not saying I, I like it. I'm just yeah. kind of. I think it's just kind of. And for there. the people that are, that are lost, like that are still listening, that are lost with what we're talking, even talking about right here. Basically, what that what the underground thing is is like they'll cut, they'll cut out of the regular pro- like programming, like with the wrestling in the ring, and they'll go to literally some underground looking place, and it's like all buggy and stuff and they'll have people 
who look like they're really fighting each other, and it's just kind of, it's just chaotic, and it's just kind of strange, but it's pretty cool. It's something uh, different, I guess. I, I, I just view it as something that's kind of there. I'm not, like, a huge, like, critic when it comes to WWE, like, a lot of people are. Like, some people no. are like, oh, I hate this, I hate this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like what I like. I hate what I hate, but... Yeah. It, there's there's got to be some stuff on the show that's just kind of there. I mean, it is what it is. It's a three-hour show. I don't think it should be three hours. I think they should go back to two. Yeah. But I... But they, they do better themselves when they yeah. add so much talent to each show. Right. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like, there's going to be some stuff you like, some stuff you don't like, and then there's got to be some stuff that's just kind of there to fill in time. Yeah. I view the underground stuff as just there to fill in time. Yeah. And, but, they, and they're just... I mean, it's just everything, I mean... Everything in general is just not good right now. Just pure. Uh, like it's good to have. Uh, st- no, not like that. Not uh, like that. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, no, stuff is good. Don't get me wrong, but stuff isn't as good as it usually would be just because of the fact that we're dealing with this stuff. There's yeah, hundred percent. Think. I mean, the thing is, man. So Edge and Randy are feuding again. God, if that's dude, a crowd. Randy's, that's a completely different story. Randy's work right now is probably some of the best of his career. Did you see him in Flair the other night? Yes. Insane. I mean, you know, like, I love it. Just, I love that's it. so good, but like. This is the, that's the problem. We don't have a crowd, man. That's but there's nothing they can do about that. I don't view, I don't hold that. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can't do anything about it. I mean, baseball's doing. They're doing. The they're doing. The way I view it is, they're doing what they can without a crowd. And yeah, and that's there's. Good, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm halfway glad that they're still having a show. You know, yeah. um, at first the way I viewed it as I kind of just wanted them to not have a show until they got a live crowd back. But now, how long it's been, I think it would have crippled them if they didn't have a show. But I mean, a hundred percent, and it keeps people that you know that still get involved with it, like we do. Like if it if it had went like somebody, the two or three weeks that everybody first thought it was going to take, then like yeah, maybe not have two or three shows, and that'd be fine. It might be better to just have a live crowd. Now they're doing what they can. I think the stuff with Randy right now, as far as it's some of the best they've done. In yeah, years. I think I think Randy is a heel. I think Randy's one of the Drew one too. of the best Drew's heels. Amazing too. Yeah, though. Drew and Randy. Good God, I, I just think wish the, there was a crowd. For here's that. the thing. That's what's so frustrating. The content's probably as good as it's been in a couple of years. Yeah. but there's nobody there to see it, man. It's just and I, and I think that they're it's as good as it's been because they're letting them be free range and do right. their own stuff. Right. I mean, why can't you just let that? Why can't you let that? That's how it needs to be. Point blank. They just need to continue that. The problem is, and this is what a lot of people have said, and when it comes to Vince and creative and stuff, there's a creative team, but at the ultimate, Vince is a creative team. He's the guy who decides last, and he's surrounded himself with a bunch of yes men, to where they're saying yes to everything he does. He doesn't have anybody telling him no, which he did back in the day. Like, nah, it's not going to work. Blah blah blah. They used to have like one or two writers, and it was the wrestlers doing it. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when the ratings were the best. And I don't know why that's so hard, hard like to fathom. Yeah, like, why hard to see with WWE. I think maybe like, I what think, are we missing? We're not having I, ratings. You know, go you back know to what, what I you think, did when you did have the ratings. You know, what? I think it's a big problem. I think that he that Vince looks at things as like he did for when he initiated the uh, the thing with Cena, like the um, like top guy. I don't think that he feels like he has a top guy where he thinks. He can just like let them go out and right. do their thing. And I think with Drew, I think he kind of has that. And Randy, of course, he knows yeah. he has it. And I think that's why it's so good right now because I think that he is letting them be creative on their own. And I mean, I view it I, like I think it's like a double edged sword with like there's no top guy. One, no one stepped up to be the top guy. There's no, there's nobody in the locker room from what all the wrestlers say and all the podcasts and stuff I listen to. There's nobody that's really stepped up. Um, who is like taking it by the reins and did the stuff like kind of like how The Rock and Stone Cold did or how Cena did. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, there's no one who's really stepped up and done that. But on the same hand, no one's had the creative freedom to do that with Vince. And Vince on some podcasts, I listened to his on Stone Cold the other day, and Vince was talking about this, how he thinks it's just a, a different 
generation and how millennium millennials don't really kind of do that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. But they don't, they're scared to, there's a lot of them who are scared in the back who are scared to be fired for doing there's not, something there's not enough against. People, there's not enough people like Taker that just kind of approached him about stuff. And right. Like, and there's and not practically befriended him. Right. And there's not like a lot of these guys who became top stars and some of the best stuff you've seen in WWE, they, they did, they went against the rules of what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And they went against the creative grain and that's what made them special. And that's what Stone Cold said. And he's like, he's like, Stone Cold said, yes, I agree. There's not a whole lot of people who have stepped up, but a lot of people are afraid to because they're afraid of pissing people off. And Vince's answer to that was, well, then just don't piss anybody off. Well, you gotta, you're going to piss somebody off because what you're doing is not working. No. It's not the right It's not the right way to go about it. Not all of it, at least. And I think he kind of uh, I think he kind of shies away a lot of people. And I think it's partly because he's kind of a douche. Yeah, I mean, knows. obviously. But it's... And, like, one thing that's, like, I guess, like, big with Vince McMahon, he doesn't pretty much he doesn't watch anything or do anything besides WWE yeah, which is right he's so good at it but it also he he, he doesn't know what people want nope. he doesn't and he'll not, claim like he'll claim that he knows everything like he knows every that they want this or they want that and at the end of the day it's that's just not the case like he he's not in tune he's not in touch with the fans he's not yeah and he's not and in I don't touch know, with I don't competition know how, either and you got to be you yeah. got to be watching the competition to know if they do something that works you got to know that okay they're doing that and it's working or the latest craze or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just... I don't... Here's the thing. I don't know how it's possible for you to produce a show and hear reactions from people and not and not see that way. Right. He'll, he'll hear reactions, like insane reactions, and people want them to do this or they want them to do that. And he just continues doing the same thing. Another biggest thing, which, like, what JR harps on so much, and this is with pro wrestling in general, is that when they do do something that works... Like, like say the Taker match with um at WrestleMania with AJ, that was a huge hit. Everyone loved it. I love that thing. But now they're starting to do more and more matches like that, and I'm not necessarily opposed to it because there's See, no other, there's no other option. It's becoming too theatrical, dude. right? It's just not wrestling anymore. Yeah. Like, like I, okay, I I totally get like. But without okay. a crowd, I'd, I'd almost rather watch matches like that just because, like, the good matches, like Edge and Randy's match. But to me, it can just get so like the theatrical, like Edge and Randy match, perfect example though. I'd much rather watch that over a theatrical thing because it's it, eventually that just gets to the point where you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I, I like the theatrical stuff. I like the twist. I like the AJ and Undertaker match. I really liked it, but doing it over and over again. That's what Jr. always says. He's like, if something works in pro wrestling, let's do it twelve times. Yeah. Like he's like, that's like one of his biggest things that he hates about pro wrestling is like they overdo too much of the stuff. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's a hit, they're gonna go and do it twelve times, and I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think no. you, I think you stuff, lose, I think you stuff, lose touch with your fans. Yeah. When stuff is great, I think it's it's when it stands out that one and time like once a time like 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 an Iron Man match. You don't see Iron Man matches every single day. That's why they're such a big and, hit. And, when and here's happen. the thing: and th- when they don't happen like a bunch. That's when you get the, oh, I, I remember that one because yeah, there wasn't enough. Like right. the, Shawn Michaels, Brett, the Hitman Hart, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. There, I, people remember that one because there's not tons of right, like right. they're they're special. Like like I mean. that's I think that's part of the reason why Hell in a Cell is so kind of trash now because it was such a big hit. Let's let's go ahead and make it a pay per view. Yeah. We'll do like six Hells in a Cells in one night. Yeah, like, it's not it's not, not a good, it's not an man. attraction anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just a usual. I think there should be a Hell in a Cell one match one time a year, yeah. maybe two. That's it, it. Well, not even just that. I think that it should be a build up 
stipulation. Right, kind of right. It should be like a, I'm saying like the Hell in a Cell match in general, like the, the yeah, actual match. I think there shouldn't be more than one, maybe two a year. You shouldn't have a Hell in a Cell match in general if you're if you're in that match and you're not utilizing the cell. There's right. so many matches down the door. They barely utilize the cell because they can't bleed. Or it's not even a big enough feud to, I guess, involve a Hell in a Cell. I feel like a Hell in a Cell should be like a... I think the one of the best Hell in a Cells was when... One was with Triple H and Taker, their their second match at Mania. I think that was a perfect Hell in a Cell match. I, I liked how, how it was orchestrated. I liked how... You said Edge and Taker? No, Triple H oh, and Triple Taker. H Taker. I liked Edge and Taker's at WrestleMania, Yeah. to be completely honest. I really liked it. They have Hell in a Cell yeah, at WrestleMania. 24. WrestleMania 24 in Miami. They, but like Triple H's and Taker's, if there's two people that are all, always going to be known for the Hell in a Cell match, it's yeah. obviously going to be Taker and then it's got to be Triple H. Triple because H they were, is, like, they were both involved with so yeah, many. Yeah, they've been, they're, they're the top guys who've been in the most matches. Yeah. Triple H has won the most, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think so. But. Taker's actually, I think, lost more than one in Hell in a Cell. I feel like. Uh, maybe. Like, it's either close or... I know or... Triple H... Triple H had never lost to Hell in a Cell up until Batista. And that's another one. Is that Batista and Triple H. Like See, that, that's another they one. They had a good feud going, and Triple H finally was it. like, all right, this is the last time I'm going to challenge you, yeah. but it's going to be in a Hell in a Cell, that's and I've where, never that's lost That's what I'm it. saying. That's where the feud... That's where you work the stipulation right. into a feud instead of just saying, hey, we're going to do this in the end here because this is... Like, that's I think that's the same thing it. with any any big, like, gimmick match or whatever. Like, it's... Besides, like, a straight-up wrestling match, I think it needs to be worked into. Like, how... Yeah. A perfect example of that would be, like, how Edge and Cena, when they were doing their feud, one of their many feuds, when they were doing the one where they finally had the table ladders and chairs match Very in... Um, where, where was it at? Was it in Tor- Toronto? Yeah, because it was yeah. in front of Edge's, yeah. So, at the, like, the way they did that match is, is Cena, Cena said, it's the last time I'm going to challenge you for the title, blah, blah, blah. Um... If or if you accept my challenge to the title, let me let me face you again because Edge had both kind of cheated to win the title like I think two matches in a row, mm-hmm. and he said it'll be the last time I ever challenge you. And Edge but said he made it. His yeah, he said all right, I agree, his but it's going to be on my terms, and like I choose where and I choose what what the match is going to be. Yep. And then when it came down to it, I think it was like a week later, or two weeks later on Raw. He said it's going to be in his hometown, Toronto. That's like another great build-up. If you want to go check yeah, like the good. promo they, before boy, that you, match, you ever that was a talk great about each other, build up. They actually refer to themselves uh, refer to themselves as uh, the shoe or whatever. Like he'll call yeah. them the shoe because like they just work so well together. Like you could just like an old shoe that fits. Yeah, it's and like okay, and here's another one that I thought about too. They don't have enough title matches with the the belt on a, a in a ladder match. I think those are so yeah. good. Those are so good. Like. Those are kind of things that, like, they don't do enough of. Like, they'll do the money in the bank or whatever. They don't do enough title-hanging ladder. Like, the, that was so popular back in the Attitude Era, especially when they did, like, the tag ones with, with right. the Hardys and oh all that. Oh, my gosh. I thought those were really good, and they don't do that enough anymore, in my opinion. I think that they should bring that back. Yeah. I just, I know that there's a lot of rules now in wrestling, too, like, with a bunch of the gimmick matches that make them not as good as they were like no headshots, and I understand the rules, and I get them, and you got to have them because a lot of people were getting con- concussions and a lot of dangers that they didn't know about. But I mean, there's ways behind. I mean, a chair shot to the back, man. Like, we see that so much. There's there's other stuff you can do, like do a protected chair shot. Like even if it's not as intense, it's it's different than like if someone gets hit, like bends over, or whatever. You can see them brace their back nowadays before you get hit with the chair. Like I like chair shots out of nowhere. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I do like what Seth Rollins is doing with uh, Dominic right now. A lot of people are kind of criticizing that. I like it. I like the 
I like how it is. I like how... And for people that don't keep up, Dominic is Rey Mysterio's son. Yeah, I like how some people are not Some people are not liking it. Some people aren't. They thought it was super fake the way that he's got they a, did Ray's eye. Like, I'm, I, he's I got get a way, that. Dominic's got a ways to go with the, being on the mic and stuff like that. But he's like the kendo sticks they're doing now, how, how he beat Seth and uh, Buddy Murphy with a kendo stick, and how then last week Seth... Had they, they had him in the ropes. They literally beat the shit out of Dominic. Yeah, like, literally, you can yeah, look at the photos afterwards. Like, that, all over that's the stuff I like. Yeah, that like, was good. God. Yeah, there was no mercy on that one. Like when Taker, like when Taker and Triple H match, when Triple H was beating him with the chair and the hell in the cell, just over and yeah. over and over again. Like it's it's just great, man. Yeah, it was Gotta, good. I mean, when when it gets to that level and that intensity, you're not. They're not arching their back for a chair shot that's not that big of a hit you know what i'm saying like i want it to be like oh my gosh that actually hurt yeah and that's i'm loving one thing i'm loving like i guess one of the guys today is with matt riddle how he's how he's been on smackdown i listen to him on a podcast and literally his first few matches on smackdown when i was watching him i was like dude are they actually fighting for real like matt riddle like they're being super rough like they're like are they like actually mad at each other and I listened to him on a podcast a few weeks after his debut on SmackDown, and he was saying how when he wrestles, he wants his matches. He was wants, this after the bell? Yeah, he wants how he was saying how he wants the fans to literally be thinking while they're watching the show, like, are they actually mad? Like, literally, what I thought he said that's how he wants his matches to be. So that's why he's so intense and like literally doesn't hold back in the matches, and he tells his opponents not to hold back either. And he told AJ that and AJ loved it, and AJ didn't hold back at all. And, like, after that, like, after hearing that, I love watching his matches because yeah, that's super, the type of stuff I want to see, stuff. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, I want to be asking myself, like, are they really mad at each other? Like, that was really tough. Yeah. Like, his match with Sheamus the other night, like, good God. Like, mm-hmm. they were beating the crap out of each other, like, literally. Mm-hmm. They were, and finally, like, Sheamus had enough. Like, it was, you could tell it wasn't, like, a, a pre-scripted match. It, you could tell it was kind of them doing stuff on the fly and, you can tell Seamus finally had enough, and Seamus, being as strong as he is, finally just picked Riddle up and literally slammed him, like almost like a Batista bomb, but like picked him up and slammed him on the thing like super hard, and it was like, oh, dude, Seamus finally got pissed. But that's the type of stuff I want to see. Not like a whole setup, blah, 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 blah. I like I like natural on-the-fly stuff that yeah. you're, that's believable, I guess. But. Yeah, well, I think this is a pretty good one. We yeah, talk, we talked for a good minute. Which we could talk for hours on wrestling. Yeah, we'll do some that. more on wrestling stuff. Who knows? I'd like to do a. I would like to maybe do like a, a watch a pay per view back or even like a current raw episode and watch it. Watch it live. Yeah, and, and like critique it. it. Yeah. I think that would be kind awesome. Like JR in the or room. even a match, even yeah. like a super long match. That would be a great. Me, I thought podcast. I think so too. But all right, guys, if I did it solo. It might be better than with you. <laughs> God, man. I have not missed you at all. Yeah. Chess stole $50 <laughs> from me. How, I wonder how many times we brought that up. What? The $50. I don't know if we brought it up on the podcast, have we? Maybe not. Oh, we brought it up. And we got we, we got the full story, guys. Chaz had the $50 all along. He got the money back from Amazon on the camera that never came in. Yet, he didn't tell me because he said he, he was he's saving up to buy another one. Yeah. I don't know what happened to our money, Colin. Yeah. I mean, nice tonight. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> what a douchebag. Jesus, dude. This is where my dog, this thing, you see how it is? That, my, that dumbass dog came up here and ate that the yeah. lid off of this. For those of you who don't know, Chaz Not that dog, the beagle. Oh. All right. I, I was thinking of the one that, that uh, that's 
I mean, handicap, blind, deaf, can't smell, and just full blown, not all there. Uh, <laughs> tossed a toy at him the other night, and he just stared at me. He's about fifty years old, and uh, I, I think, don't know. I think he's technically he's thirteen. So what's thirteen times seven or whatever they always say? Seven years, right? It's pretty old. Yeah, he he. he uh, he's at least a hundred something. He's probably now. about to pass. It's got to be a hundred. I think he might be a hundred. Yikes. Well, guys, he's an awful dog. We got we got two episodes coming for you guys. He always uploaded. acts up. He uh, he just he 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 has to be put up a lot. Doesn't really mind. But you can continue on with what you were saying. Jesus, I think Colin's more worried about taking my dog to PetSmart than <laughs> finishing up the pod. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Chaz's girlfriend is still rocking a bandana. She is still known as Jeff Hardy in the flesh. <laughs> Um, we love that. Yeah, she's, she's, we're just waiting for her to fully adapt her, her hardiness and, uh, go ahead and start, you know, pumping her hands and, and rolling her stomach while the, while the song's playing. I'm feeling a little Randy Orton action as we, uh, head out right here, so, and, and enjoy. <laughs>